Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. The greatest acts in all the world are not on a Broadway stage. The greatest acts are not on a screen in Hollywood. The greatest acts are in churches, where we pretend to have it together better than we do. Now, please don't take that as a criticism, because I've been guilty of the act on occasion. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. To find more information about the Preacher Boys podcast and upcoming documentary, visit PreacherBoysDoc.com or connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. It doesn't take much digging into abuse cases within the independent fundamental Baptist movement before you stumble across the name David Gibbs Jr. Gibbs is the founder of the Christian Law Association, which he started in 1969. One night in prayer, my wife and I having our devotions together, she asked me a question that changed my entire life. I was working for a law firm, and she said, do you think God could give you a ministry as a lawyer. According to the Christian Law Association website, christianlaw.org, the CLA receives in excess of 100,000 phone calls annually, not counting the thousands of pieces of correspondence from those who are in some way facing legal difficulties for doing what the Bible commands. These cases involve Christians being arrested for witnessing to others in public, public school students being told they do not have the right to read their Bibles at school, churches being excluded from communities, Christians being fired for sharing their faith at work, and thousands of other shocking assaults on our precious religious freedoms. The Christian Law Association exists to preserve Christian liberty for your children and grandchildren. While the Christian Law Association has been involved in many cases like these, purely defending religious liberty, they've also been connected with some of the most notorious scandals within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. Wherever a case of abuse can be found within the IFB, David Gibbs Jr. is always there with a tear in his eye and lump in his throat, not far behind. Many who've left the IFB have not so jokingly referred to him as the fixer, perhaps first by Daryl Dow of the now inactive Stuff Fundies Like. 
Gibbs' most long-lasting and most notorious friendship was with one of the biggest names in fundamentalist history, Jack Hiles, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana. He's a man whose life has been touched and empowered by the Holy Spirit. He's a man that has stood with character and integrity that is unreproachable. He's a man that's been an example to every preacher in America. It's no wonder Gibbs was so loyal to Hiles. Cindy Hiles Scott, the daughter of Jack Hiles and ex-wife of Jack Scott, writes about the relationship in her father's biography, The Fundamental Man. Cindy writes, At pastor school in 1978, a struggling organization called the Christian Law Association was brought before the nation. Over 9,000 pastor school delegates and local church members met in the Chicago Amphitheater. As dad, Jack Hiles, remembers, over $35,000 a month was raised to support David Gibbs and those who worked with him in the Christian Law Association. $35,000 a month is a great way to earn yourself a loyal friend. Gibbs vigorously defended Hiles and partnering ministries publicly for many years in the face of massive controversy. One such controversy is also noted in The Fundamental Man. Cindy Hiles Scott writes, Where there are mountaintops, there will always be valleys. Just a few weeks after the second victory of Pentecost, the bus ministries of fundamental churches all across our nation were slandered in the press. Attorney David Gibbs and his Christian Law Association were a great help as Dr. Hiles spearheaded a defense for the bus ministry. Several preachers met with David Gibbs and Jack Hiles at a Chicago hotel conference room. These men placed a full-page ad in the USA Today newspaper defending fundamentalism and the bus ministry. A national news conference was held at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare in Chicago. Over 1,300 preachers flew in for this one-day meeting to show their support. Of course, we were all thankful for those who defended the bus ministry. I could not believe the massive amount of people who had been affected and incriminated unfairly by untruths. Some of the slander seemed to me to be not only completely fabricated, but also completely insane. The story that had gained enough traction to merit this large-scale defense was that of North Sharon Baptist Church. He would call us in one by one and touch us. He is Mark Fowler, a soul winner in the bus ministry of North Sharon Baptist Church, southwest of Ann Arbor. Fowler's been in jail since late last year on charges he molested young children who had been brought to the church aboard his bus. At a court hearing earlier this year, 10-year-old J.J. told how Fowler took him and several other little boys on a church camping trip. J.J. and another youngster testified Fowler led them in group masturbation sessions and later ordered them into his tent one at a time to be sodomized or perform oral sex. He would tell me to go out of the tent, and then he would call somebody else in. Nine-year-old Mike testified about the pain of being sodomized by Fuller, the church bus driver. I told him it hurt and for him to quit. Did he? Yeah. When Fuller was arrested, detectives confiscated his Bible, which was autographed by controversial preacher Jack Hiles. The article reads as follows. Church evangelizers preyed on low-income kids. Men from a rural Baptist church known for its aggressive evangelizing of children are suspected of molesting as many as 22 boys and girls. The associate pastor, volunteer bus driver, and a third church member are believed to have fondled some and raped others, ranging in age from 3 to 10 on church buses and property. 
Charges involving 10 victims were brought against Associate Pastor Timothy Lee Leonard, 32, of North Sharon Baptist Church near Grass Lake, and volunteer Sunday school bus driver, church deacon, Mark Fuller. Three other church members are being investigated. The subjects went to low-income housing projects or trailer parks in four counties, telling parents that they would take the children to church and teach them about God. According to Detective Robert Fitzpatrick, Jackson Company men would walk up to children in their yards, coaxing them with treats to come to weekend services or summer Bible school. Leonard was relieved of church duties involving children in August after police started investigating him when a doctor reported suspected abuse in a child with a sexual disease. He also worked as an instructor and gym teacher in North Sharon Christian School, enrolling about 65 students. Gail Ganger, who lives five houses from the church, organized a Sunday morning picket after learning that the church secretary knew about the allegations, yet still recommended Leonard as a babysitter for her children. He and his wife Nadine had babysat for her three children seven times since October 1st. About two dozen protesters carried signs saying, close it down. The church knew about the allegations of child molesting, but nobody told me about it. This church should not be able to carry on business as usual, she said. What a wonderful thing it is to be a part of a church where adversity happens. Bill Weininger, senior pastor. In January, Leonard was released after 72 days in jail after 10 charges were dropped over the objections of the DA by Washington County District Judge Thomas Shea, saying victims were either too young to testify or could not pinpoint the time of their assaults. Leonard still faces two second-degree criminal sexual conduct charges. Although he resigned from the church, church funds are being used to help support his family and pay his legal expenses. The pastor said if he is acquitted, I'm sure he would be welcomed back with open arms. This was reported in the Detroit Free Press on November 12, 1992. The meeting in that Hyatt conference room contained speeches from some of the loudest voices within fundamentalism of the day. People like Bob Gray, Jack Hiles, and others voiced their support of North Sharon Baptist Church. They all spoke about the dangers of false allegations and the value of bus ministries. One of the men that has stood valiantly and with distinction in recent days for the integrity of the bus ministry is Pastor Weiniger from Grass Lake, Michigan. I want two things clearly understood. As a group of people, we are appalled to the very quick of our hearts and souls at the innuendo or the thought that we would either cover up or that we would in any respect encourage improper conduct towards a child. Our churches cooperate with the authorities. And I want everyone to understand clearly the pastor that you're about to hear has been a man who has cooperated with the authorities. But he's a man whose church was literally put under assault with accusation. Pastor Weiniger would eventually go on to pen a book called A Church Falsely Accused. In spite of all of this, Weininger would eventually resign from his position at Kingsway Baptist Church over 20 years later, when allegations resurfaced that he himself had sexually abused children in Michigan 20 years ago. He's still never been charged for those crimes. He was arrested in 2014 for charges of having inappropriate sexual conduct with a member of a staff at the church and school. Three counts accused him of having unwanted physical contact with the woman grabbing and hugging her. 
The fourth charge was that he had made physical contact of an insulting and provoking nature when he pressed against her with the part of his body that was aroused. The events detailed in the accusation are alleged to have happened between August 2012 and February 2013. As for Mark Fuller, he's still a missionary today outside of the country. This was a monumental chapter in the lives of Gibbs and Hiles, and in fundamentalism in general, but it was hardly the first one. Gibbs and Hiles had stood shoulder to shoulder just a few years earlier in defense of A.V. Ballinger, but we'll cover that on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.